Good evening, and welcome to Mile High Podcast. As always, we're your hosts tonight. We'll be telling you tales of drugs, pop culture, and using the word fuck a lot. Now remember, marijuana can be dangerous. Don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But subscribe. We need to start out this episode. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of the Mile High Podcast. I am your host, James Thomas. With me, as always, is Dave Hawkins. And again, as a guest with us, is Nancy Wilson of Heart. <laughs> of our heart. Of not our the heart. band heart. Not the... Just the band, of our yeah, heart. Exactly, exactly. No, so... Uh, Nancy, thanks for coming back in here. Um, so this is the third show. You actually could have heard the second show because uh, we didn't delete it. And we figured out how to do all the uploading and everything, so it did exist in the world. Huh, Dave? Yeah, I tried to... Uh, James de- uh, emailed it to me. I tried to get up on my computer. I was having a really hard time. Uh, but James came through like the hero he is and got it uploaded. Uh, we've gotten some really good response, and... Uh, my kid, I let my 11-year-old kid listen to it, which I probably shouldn't have, but I did anyway. And he fucking loved it. He said that James has a, uh, what does he call it, a scratchy voice, but also smooth at the same time. Nice. So that's a good way, and uh, that's a good way to put it. Right. But it was funny. I listened to it a couple times. So, and we had quite a few people listen to the show. Yeah. We're at 100 people liking our page on Facebook after yeah. just one episode. Triple digits. Yeah, that was, that's yeah. really exciting. And there's, and there's people... And uh, there's people all around the country who a lot of them I know, you know, so from now on, if you like this show, please tell your other friends to like it because we've milked our friendships as far as we can for page likes and everything. 100. That's how many. (laughs) What kind of pool do Dave and I have? We have 100 people between us that will listen to us. But no, um, a couple quick shout outs uh, to a buddy of mine who I know is listening in Indiana because he does a guard shift in the middle of the night all by himself, and he says it makes him miss Colorado. Sean, man, we wish you were here. It's right up your alley, man. It's pop culture. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Other thing I want to say real quick is that, like, when this is recorded, Dorian is a Category 4 storm. It's headed to Florida. I've got a lot of friends down in Florida, and so uh, everybody stay safe down there. It's not going to matter in, like, three years. That's the problem when you talk about things in a podcast that are topical, especially, like, storms or accidents or anything because when people listen to it three years from now it, it, it's not unless it's a really bad storm so. yeah well yeah and uh everything that the models have been saying both the european and the american model said it's gonna land as a four which is pretty fucking intense yeah. so yeah we want everybody to stay safe and if you have uh, cell phone coverage and your battery is fine on your phone listen to our podcast right right Hell, well, that's the time nothing no, no better to uh balance out a storm than a good podcast um, so, a couple things happened over the week as far as, like, we'll get some technical things out of the way. We no longer, ha- I memorized my email address, and it is no longer the same email address. So, our new email address is... <laughs> Alright, so, uh, quick backstory. I don't know what I did, but I was able to make a, a Mahai podcast email for me, and not for you or Chris. I don't know what I did, so I'm very selfish in that. So, I made everybody else some new emails. So, James is at jamesmhpc at gmail.com. Remember, he likes all the hate mail and dick pics to go to him. Right. <laughs> the Mahai podcast is our overall store email. So, if you, or our show, not a store, our show email, 
So if you want to sponsor our show, if you want to have any comments, or if you want to hear uh, us talk about anything in particular, go to the Mile High Podcast with P O T C A C at gmail.com. And I'm still Redbeard at milehighpodcast.com because I'm just really selfish like that. I get my own email. Nobody else gets that. He, he, did, he did it right. I, James at, you know, James at milehighpodcast.com was easy to remember. Now it's a whole other thing, but that's all right. I'll memorize it by show it's five. It's just the initials of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have to think about it. That's the problem with anagrams is you always have to think about it before you say it. And imagine how hard it is to come up with those. Like one of the best lines in a TV show ever was uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they were doing a breakdown of what S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for. And I probably lose my nerd credit because I can't tell you what S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for. But like the strategic homeland, something, something, something. Yeah, phones. Do the phones, guys. But the point is... Google faster. Right. The, the point of the matter is, is that the line was followed by... They're like, do you know what that means? And he's like, yeah, that means somebody really wanted our name to spell S.H.I.E.L.D. It's Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. There's even a comma in it. That's a really weird one. I think what's funny about S.H.I.E.L.D. is I'm sure the writers came up with, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is an awesome name. Now let's put a bunch of words that kind of relate right. to each other to make up what S.H.I.E.L.D. is. Yeah, of course. And that's, and that's literally what it was. Yeah. It was Jack Kirby... And uh, Stan Lee sitting around, and they're like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s cool. What, what, what can we call it? What could make this fill out the S.H.I.E.L.D. level? Why so, does Homeland need a logistics division that's separate from... Most of the anagrams don't make any sense. So what are you smoking tonight, James? Well, I'm smoking This Is Yours. What are you smoking tonight, Dave? Uh, we so have the I, same joint, yeah, just for the look, record. Well, actually, I got two different joints. So um, we're trying to go to different dispensaries and get different products, and... We just happen to go to two different Green Dragons. Mine is in Aurora. Where's yours, James? Mine is on 128th and uh, I guess it would be uh, Thor- North Glen. Yeah, Thor- North Thor- Glen. Thor- Thor- like 128th and Holly. Holly. Yeah, 128th and Holly. It's good because uh, as far as this side of town, it's the only one that's open super late. That's good. Yes. So my man Maurice at Green Dragon, he recommended the Quantum Kush tonight and... Uh, they're having a sale, four joints for $20, which is pretty good. Except for you look at these joints, and they look like these like little thin, pencil-thin uh, joints that we used to roll in high school. Other than that, it's smoking pretty good. Um, we got the Quantum Kush and the Jaw Kush tonight. The Quantum Kush. And I'm thinking, I want to say they're probably a half-gram joint. Maybe they're going to be a whole gram. Don't they say on the bottle? I do, it doesn't seem I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Green Dragon's all right. You know, the deals are right. They did credit cards. That's a great deal. So, so um, this uh, bud tender at Lightshade said that because these marijuana companies are not allowed to do any kind of banking because the banks consider it drug trafficking and money laundering, right. they have to buy like internet currency like Bitcoin and then sell the Bitcoin. So every time you're at a dispensary, just know that your credit card is buying Bitcoins and they're turning in that Bitcoins into the bank under a different name. So, you know, just be happy with all the work they go to. So don't be real shitty if they don't take credit cards because it's a real pain in the ass. That's, yeah. that's funny. I was watching uh, this uh, YouTube channel called Steve Shrives. And he, well, I watch him particularly because he does Star Trek videos. And I think they're really cool. And he just did a Star Trek video when he describes currency in the Star Trek universe. And one of the arguments on uh, this book that somebody wrote about the economics of Star Trek universe is that they probably don't have a base currency anymore, but they probably have a currency based in more of a Bitcoin 
type way where it's almost a credit-based system where my argument and I we have uh, I have a friend a close friend who always is trying to get on top of uh, making money so he invested in the Bitcoin or the uh, gig economy and uh, I keep my argument with him is that money's only as real as people believe it is to be you know if everybody yeah. said it's worth a hundred thousand dollars a share cash is also only as real as people believe yeah, it to be yeah at the end of the day it's just a piece of paper there's with no a gold picture standard or anything True. so it is just all right, this is some really exciting this economic talk. This oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we have we have a pop culture, and it was based off of pop culture. It was based right, on yeah, Star Trek. Right, related to Star Trek. Right, so it's, right, it's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's so much that can be talked about in so many different levels. So, were you a Star Trek guy or more of a Star Wars guy? Because I would hands down was Star Wars. I didn't really get much into Star Trek. I love Star Trek. I think Star. I went on my bachelor party to the Star Trek experience in Hollywood. Which is the second time I'd done it. So, no, I was a huge Star Trek nerd. I like Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars was fun. But, um, that's out. Uh, but, no, I was a Star Trek guy. I liked Picard. I liked the original Kirk. It, it, the ability to tell a bigger story is what I liked about Star Trek. Because they had not only the movies, but the television show. Unfortunately, as the Star Wars universe, I like Star Wars less. The it's not that I dislike the movies, okay? But the more Star Wars movies come out, the more I dislike the original three. Really, really, I, I really there's I like the characters and everything, but it, it gets me. The story is very jumbled in my mind. It, it's not fluid. I I don't mind what they did with Luke. I don't mind. I don't mind anything about where their story goes, but. I, I don't love it. We've said it before the show. I'll say it again. Rogue One is my favorite Star Trek Star Wars story because it has nothing to do with the rest of the characters. I love that. That is because it's a great universe. The stories they chose to tell, tell, I don't think are the best stories that exist in that universe. Is my argument. I think the Mandalorian is going to show that. I think Rogue One shows that. I think the Mandalorian will show it. I think in a broad universe like the Star Wars universe. They did not pick the best of the stories to tell, or at least the best perspective of stories. Well, I like the fact that they're expanding their universe, and uh, a lot of that has to do with so many people writing uh, Star Wars novels throughout the years, and they're creating their own universe that some of them were considered canon. None of that stuff from like the 80s is considered canon, but so many people took this amazing story, and then they expanded it themselves, and that led to... Lucasfilm understanding that they need to tell more stories than just Luke Skywalker. Right. So that's where you get the Clone Wars. That's where you get Mandalorian now. Yeah. Um, and those stories are great. And then you take people, like really artistic people, uh, like John Favreau, to put him in charge. He's a known uh, commodity, but he's also super creative and super talented. So yeah. well, that's what yeah, that's what Disney's done good is people hate that they buy out all these things, but the truth is they put people who care about it in charge of these things. And that's he, he, Kevin Feige cares about the Marvel. He cares about the stories of these superheroes. John Favreau understands the uh, Star Wars universe. J.J. Abrams, I think, understands the Star Wars and Star Trek universe. I love these. He's I just an overall nerd. He's yeah. a super nerd. Joss Whedon, they have, they have a lot of good people behind the cameras and in the writing desk. Um... Okay, one of the things that we definitely want to talk about, because we do start off these shows often with an agenda, and we just don't get to it. Music is the basis of this show at some point. We had to hit a couple other quick things, and we will get to music. Um, number one, uh, we wanted to talk about Joker. Joker trailer. Uh, here, I'm just going to throw out there first. There's a couple things I want to say real quick. I like that 
what DC does outside of Marvel is they allow their characters to have multiple different stories, multiple different incarnations of the same character being told in different ways. I think that's brilliant. That's comic books have always done that. Marvel's not really playing that game, but DC's like, listen, yeah, there's a Joker in Suicide Squad, and here's another Joker for you. I think the trailer looks good. I'm cautious because it's DC. I believe that you are excited about it, even though, Dave. What do you think? <clears throat> I love Batman growing up, and I love the character of the Joker. Um, what I think is really uh, daring is that they're making it an R-rated movie. Um, you know, Deadpool was one of the first like real successful R-rated comic book movies, and that was amazing, and it got huge returns. And so that kind of unclenched uh, DC's asshole, and like, hey, let's make some of these darker stories that we can get more adult theme because. People obviously want to see it, but it's real fucking ballsy by DC to actually go through with it and make like a super gritty uh, Joker movie, and it looks incredible. Joaquin Phoenix is going to be amazing in it. Now, wasn't the original Batman? Maybe I'm completely wrong about this. Was it a PG thirteen or was it an R? Was it was no? It's PG thirteen. The Tim Burton one. The Tim Burton, the very very first Michael Keaton. Yeah, it's PG. Me and and our friend Doctor D wrote our. uh, Bikes down to Cooper 5 to watch the opening day of Batman. Cooper 5 is now a church. Cooper 5 is now, yeah. So, it's been a church for like 5,000 different churches. So now what we're doing, uh, we're smoking the Green Dragon. And again, it's called Kempler 22B Kush. Which, I, I have no idea what that means. I really, I used to buy weed by like, what do you have? Weed. <laughs> and they're like... I'm like, thank you, here's money, give me weed. Yeah. And nowadays, I don't really look at the... Percentage content, oh, I really decide by name, and I asked the bud tender, I was like, what What would you buy? Yeah, today, actually, I literally just, she said which for, and they said, surprise me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's an old good. school thing. Yeah, that's, you know, going back to the high school days when, yeah, like you said, you know, what kind of weed do you have? The green stuff that has a bunch of sticks and right. seeds inside. It's it's been half an hour trying to separate all the good shit from all the seeds, but it's the if great you had a horticulturist friend like we did, you can turn those seeds into magic. Yes. But. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but the but the trees will grow the trees will grow too high and then we'll end up smoking the leaves. Which absolutely happened. We smoked a lot of leaves off of that trees because one of the parents may have found it and completely destroyed said <laughs> plants. Um that's story neither confirmed nor denied. They just clipped the buds out. How come you still have the leaves? Uh, they just it threw it away. They stole your weed. Oh. Okay. They threw it away like probably <laughs> like two weeks before it budded. We had those leaves for a while, and who knows? You weren't really getting high off of the not the way you get high now off of the weed back then. So the weed right now is so fucking strong. Yeah. And I, you know, as a this sounds really stupid. So I love the head high. I'm a sativa guy through and yeah. through, and I like the head high because. What I usually do is I will go to my writing room and I'm in the middle of writing a, a book right now and I've written a couple other ones and it's all done because I'll go out and I'll fire up a bowl and the sativa uh, strains, the real super potent ones get my brain going and I just go to town and that's what it, and that's my routine and that's what I've been successful with. Um, I don't really, I stay away from this. So I look for the percentage. I don't care about the name. I'm looking for the highest percentage. Makes sense. Um, I know a lot of the bud tenders are like, you know, if it smells skunky or if it smells funky um, and it's real sticky, then like go for that shit. Like don't worry about what percentages and stuff, but I'm kind of setting my ways right now. If anything, if anything that I've learned 
since the legalization and the increasement of bud in this universe is sativa versus indica. Because I used to be like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And I, and I really have not got into details on any other aspect of it. But I learned sativa versus indica. I'm a sativa person as well. But I kind of feel like we are part of a generation and there's going to be a good set of us that are going to be like those grandparents in like the early 80s when Starbucks started popping up everywhere, and they're like, why do you need so many different coffees? Just yeah. drink coffee. And so for us, like, we're like, why do you need so many different weeds? Just smoke weed. What yeah. is it? Is it green? Oh my gosh, they try to sell you like dabs or concentrates. I'm like, no, look at me. Look at me. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, some of those moon rocks that they sell, those joints will fuck, yeah. put you on your ass. We were at a weed store once, and it was there was a joint, it was like two inches long, like cigar width, but it was like four or $500. I don't even remember what it was dipped in. It was crazy. Yeah, it's at the weed store right in front of Shotgun Willie's. I can't remember the name of the weed store. I think it is also shotgun theme, though. You know, it's like a bank. Bank theme, like yes. A, like a Western bank. Yeah, like Western. you're going into a... Yeah. Like a so we'll just call it the weed store by the strip club. Yes, yes, you go to the strip club and you go to the weed store. But it has a creative name like that. And so, yeah. I, but it did. It had, it had like a... It wasn't a huge joint at all, but it was like $500. It was dipped... And then rolled, and then covered in keef, and just, man, people are becoming connoisseurs of weed. Just like, and this is the this is setting up the whole fucking world for total weed legalization, and they're like getting everything, all the shit set it up now. They're getting everything like all their mistakes out of the way. So when the shit finally spreads to a good part of the world, they're like, <coughs> we have all this shit down. This is like the perfect formula. This is what you're gonna do. Uh, I think this is. Great time to be alive, dude. I think it's definitely an interesting time to be alive. I, I actually posted a a picture on my page of, uh, of just introducing myself to a certain degree on on the page on the uh, on our page, just introducing myself to everybody else. And it was actually a picture of me at a uh, coffee shop in Amsterdam because in the age of since I've been married, it was not legal in the states. And I had never smoked weed before that. So, you know, I, don't, I didn't smoke it when it was illegal. So I flew across the country, or across <laughs> the world, and smoked it in Amsterdam. On your honeymoon. On my honeymoon. It was literally part of the honeymoon. The argument was this. It was a true argument. It was, hey, let's go to Disney World. And she was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's, where do you want to go? She's like, Paris. And I'm like, fine, let's go to Euro Disney. I want that <laughs> thing. And then the other thing was... That's compromise. That's a good marriage. Yeah. That's uh, starting off really good. And then we went to uh, Amsterdam. And so it was Paris and Amsterdam. We, it should have been done the other way, you know, because you saw all of Paris and you got high for a week. And then you were like, I forgot everything about it. Luckily, we took pictures. And then it all starts coming back to you after a little while. But at that point... It takes a, wh- a while for that high to come off. So, yeah, I think it's an inter- I think it's an interesting time. I love having the ability to uh, smoke it here. I would love the ability to engage with people in a public setting. That was the neat part about Amsterdam. You know, yeah. is that you got to sit and talk to people. And so I'm no outside of this podcast. I am 100 percent introvert. But when I smoke, especially a sativa, that gives me kind of a head high. I'm like super energetic. I'm ready to go out and like mingle it and talk it up and you know I can't stop talking when I'm on weed and you know if we had like a bar setting man how much fun would that be like this right here this is fucking this is the highlight of my life this is so much fun because we're just talking and having a good time and the weed is the whole reason you know it doesn't transfer as well from alcohol in bars to weed in bars karaoke 
Like trivia, trivia, that totally would transfer over. But you put weed in bars and the karaoke, like, that's not going to happen. No. Not as much. No. I've been really high before, and I've been asked to, like... But someone should do it, because nobody else would go up and sing, and then I'd get all the turns. Right. So, that's... if you want a concert... <laughs> so, I want to tell you, from the bottom of my heart, James is one of the best karaoke fucking singers in the entire world, and his Devil Goes Down to Georgia will live in history at Pitchers in Aurora, Colorado. Oh yes, I've seen that as well. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. I I'm not a great singer, so I have three songs that that really have more to do with like performance than uh, than singing. So, but thank you. Yeah, Devil Went Down. I learned them real quick. I was like, I can rap Vanilla Ice. I can do Devil Went Down to Georgia. Maybe I have two songs. I have two songs that I can definitely go to and just uh, perform them enough so people are like, oh, he's good. He gets a lie, but it, it is. I've done it a lot. Um, Nancy, what's your worst uh, karaoke story? Like you got up there and you just bombed it. Oh, that, that's easy. Um, I had just moved to Aurora and met people at work, and they invited me to Patrick's, which was a bar on... Love Patrick's. Yeah, I think Grew up at Patrick's. Now. Did you? Yeah, it closed and then it opened again and then it closed again. Yeah. Well, the sign is still again. up for some reason. The sign is yeah, up. Five years like, it, like it threw me off. I hadn't seen it forever. And I was driving down there the other day and I was like, Patrick's. What? Yeah, why is that? Why is that sign there? And I was like, "Is Patrick's back?" And I'm like, "No." How? And then I thought, "How many times did I drive by that sign and just been so used to seeing it that it didn't even register in my brain that it shouldn't be there?" To that one time where I was like, "What year is this? What's happening here?" But finish your story, sorry. Nancy. Well, it was convenient for me because it was near where I was living, so I was like, "Sure." And I got there, and I drank for the first time, really. I think since I'd stopped nursing, and so I um, got a little tipsy, and I picked a song, and it was like, I love the chorus, I knew the chorus by heart, but I didn't think about how I didn't really know the words, or and it was really jazzy, I don't remember what it was either, it was bad, and I literally stood up there until the chorus, <laughs> each time, and I just, I don't know, like, I couldn't walk down for some reason, I don't know, I felt like that would be, like, an honorable to the karaoke stage. Like, you have to finish it. You signed up for it. I walked off. That was my story. But it I got a rose. Did. Yeah. I would have given you a rose. Thank you. You know, when people bomb really bad, I, I want to make them feel better because yeah. I feel their pain. I think, yeah, I so would I'm do like, something like that too. Here's a pat on the back and a hug. I'm sorry. It's so funny story. I took my husband to San Francisco one time when we were visiting my family and, um, <clears throat> We, I walked him into a strip club, and, and uh, we were sitting down, and it was this one sad stripper who, like, every time, like, every few minutes, somebody would get up and leave the table for some reason as soon as she started dancing. And the other stripper friends came down to the front row, and they were throwing their own money at her, and I gave her money, too, because I felt bad. It's like my own rose, you know. That, that is the sweetest story ever. Right, you. You know, that sounds like a nice thing to do. You have to help out strippers, I guess. Especially yeah. ones that don't have a lot of that's attention. That's a good moral lesson. Sad. Hey, kids, remember that for the rest of your life, okay? That, 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 that's something that goes on a t-shirt. Help out strippers. So um, are we talking about music? We are. We're, we're going to move into music. but dancing to music. Well, yeah. Nice yeah. yeah, segue. The, the, the transition karaoke works. I'm going to tell a karaoke story real quick, and then we're going we're gonna to go right into this music. My weirdest karaoke experience that has directly to do with getting high is that I was getting high at a buddy's house, actually, a friend of mine who lives in Indiana. Um, we were we were hanging out, we were getting really blazed, and then uh, with, a, with a, these 
couple girls, and they were like, let's go to pitchers. Because at this time, if you live in Aurora, if, I mean, if you're anywhere near Aurora, you went to pitchers. It just, yeah. it's, it's just something you did. Yeah. So we get to pitchers. I'm super blazed. And then this guy who was trying to hook up with one of the girls goes on stage with them. They all sign up for a song. And then the other girl, her cousin was pretty cute. So I was like, I wasn't married at the time. And I was like, oh, she's pretty cute. And so they're up there. The girls are like, James, James, come on stage with us. And I'm like, no, I don't want to sing. I'm super high. But I was like, it doesn't matter. You know, I'll be cool. I'll go up on stage. Whatever it is, I can sing and can be done. Fucking American Pie. American Pie is the song that comes song the long, And it was, it was, it was like, they did not only like the longest version, it was extended version. Like, you saw like it pop up on the screen like 13. And then like, Eric, who was the uh, karaoke host at that point, he just like walked away. I'm like, oh yeah, you can go to the bathroom. You can smoke a cigarette. We're going to be here forever. And if you're super high, American Pie is a fun song to do if you're really drunk. But when you're super high, it just goes on and on. Yeah. And the chorus... Hell of annoying when you just bye bye Miss American Pie. Great when you're drunk, wonderful. Hi, it's just it feels repetitive. Your throat dries out. It's a tough song to sing, so that's my karaoke thing. So Dave and I, we try to preemptively decide what we're gonna do. Kind of like Dave texts me, he's like, "What are we gonna talk about this week?" And I kind of, you know, walk around in a circle for a few minutes, and then I just bit out the top couple things that come to my head and. They've worked so far, yeah. you know, so uh, music. And so I said that I know that Nancy and Dave are really, they like music a lot, <laughs> way more than me. I will go TV, I will go movie with toe-to-toe, but this is definitely going to be their subject. Probably why I waited 30 minutes into the podcast to start talking about it, because I don't know where I'm going to be involved. But point is, we're going we're gonna to hit the music you like to smoke in your high. So I'm going to read... What we posted online. Only one person answered, so congratulations. We picked your comment to be the one with the on the air. <laughs> and this is a cool fucking comment. And I knew I knew Dave was going to love it as soon as I saw it. Okay, so my question was, what's your go-to band or album to listen to when getting blazed? Answer, answers will be discussed on the show tomorrow as we share our favorite and least favorite stoner music. And uh, my buddy, who I call Dish Anthony. Dish Anthony, what's <laughs> up, man? Um... It, it says, gotta go with Lamb of God. The incoherent screaming and banging of the drums is almost like ASMR to my ears. It all flows together so well. Best stuff to listen to with high. Which, Dave, I know you loved. Um, I'm going to let you take it. I'm not going to throw my opinion at it. So, Lamb of God, man. All right. So, I have been a metalhead, like hardcore metalhead, since I was 16 years old. Yes. Um, I fucking, right, I'm wearing a Chelsea Grin uh, t-shirt right now I'm a fucking four year old wearing heavy head metal band shirt love Lamb of God I was wearing a Lamb of God hat when he posed, or when he answered that you you grew you grew in to the metal I've known you forever and so when you first became metal it was weird because <laughs> you you as your persona everything about you up to that I know up to that point did not fit into the metal but you have over time growing in it's grown around, and I was like, that makes sense. And it happened pretty, but it's funny. When you, you know, know, know people... With, so, I was huge into rap. Yeah. So, I, I was hardcore fucking gangster rapper, and then... NWA on cassette. Oh, yeah. My parents were cool as fuck. They bought me an NWA... They bought me a Will Smith. 
the one with summertime on it and like going to I Miami. Yeah. And then they bought me NWA the same Christmas. I had those two fucking seats. Do you think what do you think I listen to? Fucking NWA. That shit when you're in eighth grade and you're hearing straight out of Compton, crazy motherfucking name Ice Cube. Oh my god. I like yeah. right, anyway. So I huge into rap and I was I this is such a clear fucking vision that I woke up from a nap to uh, Metallica playing one on MTV when they actually played videos. And fucking Metallica just killing that song. Um, We'll have to play a little clip for you later. I'll post a video to the Facebook. But I've been a metalhead ever since that day, and I'm a huge fucking metalhead. And so Lamb of God, do you you get blazed and uh, go Lamb of God? Because I know the music I listen to. Actually, I played a couple things from them once... uh, Dish Anthony put that out there, and I was like, this is not something I would listen to. Dude, I fucking love Lamb of God. But no. Oh. I, you know, when I smoke weed, I want something, I, my brain is, like, chilling out, I'm relaxing, so when I listen to music, I listen to stuff, like, of Monsters and Men, who just put out the best CD of the year. Uh, Tool, this new fucking Tool album is so, like, trippy, and, you know, it moves in a, a bunch of different ways. I listen to, uh, you know, old school classic rock, the Eagles, Tom Petty, because that stuff is not not too loud. It's not too aggressive. It just, you know, it has a, a good story to it that you can follow. That's why it's a good stoner stereotype. Classic rock, always, always a great stoner stereotype. And anything that you see it, like if you see someone with like big ass earphones on, you know, like the old school 70s, it's classic rock. That's stoner. That, that's a representation. So that's. That's cool, yeah, you think you would go to that. Yeah, I asked my parents, so this is, you know, my parents, I've said this before, my parents are super liberal when I was growing up, and so, like, I've known that they also smoke pot, and they were the ones that got me into uh, getting my red card when that f- program first started here in Colorado, but, so we had a conversation today about what kind of music they used to listen to, right. and they're legitimately listening to the same stuff I am, and they're like, Lo- Kenny Loggins, and... Um, well, it was Loggins and Messina and uh, Boskags. And so, like, you know, they're in the same way. Like, they just want to, like, mellow out and, you know, not be too, uh... You know what Kitty Loggins' song I love? Please tell me it's a Caddyshack song. It is not a Caddyshack oh, song. Man. Your guess. Kenny Loggins' song. I don't know. Did he do the one? Um, I don't know. All right. Is it from Top Gun? No. Is it, it is. from... What other movies did he do so far? It is... It I'm is... Lose. Down in Pooh Corner. Oh, I didn't know he did that. He did do that. If you have never heard Down in Pooh Corner, it's literally... I have Kim. heard that because I know you. Yeah. But... Yeah. It's, it's Disney related, so it's not... Yeah, no, but it's... It's Pooh it's, related. It's Pooh related. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Pooh related. Who's yeah. your Pooh character? If you were a Pooh character, who would you be? Pooh. I'm an ER. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm a piglet, but sometimes... Yeah, I, I'm a poo because I say stupid things and randomly try to get in places that I get stuck in. And so... <laughs> Think thin! Right? Right? Rabbit. I, You know what? We all have rabbits. If you think in your life you have those friends that are just like, no, you're a rabbit. They think they're every other character, but they're like, no, you are definitely the rabbit. Oh, are you trying to say I am? Because I said I was all those kids. <laughs> no, no yeah. you're not. You're not a rabbit. That's crazy. Oh. So, um, what about you? What, what's your stoner music? Oh, Nancy? it I depends mean, on my heart? mood. Is it heart? No, it's just Nancy. <laughs> I bet it's heart. Um, it depends on my mood. I do like, um, I like a lot of Prince 
and I listen to a lot of musicals lately. Um, I have a teenage son who got into like rock. I never went through a rock phase. My parents were musicians, though, so I knew a lot of like classic rock, like Zeppelin and Hendrix and Bob Dylan, stuff like that. Um, but like newer hard rock and metal, I didn't get into that much, really, except like very big cover type stuff. But he got me into like, I don't know, System of a Down. I really like that. And I didn't know because I just shut myself out to a whole genre just based on what I thought, I guess, at the time because I was young. So it's kind of fun. I like it. It's new to me. <laughs> now, is music where you would like to, like, do you like to put the headphones on? When you get stoned, would you like, what album? If you pick one album that you're going to put these headphones on through that album and just be stoned and listen to it, what is it? What's your album? I can't do that. You know that. I'm too eclectic. You can't pick one album. Well, I, I know albums I can listen to from but beginning to end. What's your top Jagged five? Jagged Little you, Pill. Um, Jagged Little Pill's a great album. It is a great album. Um, I know. Can't wait to see the music. I know. This is kind of crazy and weird. Like I said, I like Prince, though. Um, I like Around the World in a Day, which is an album of his from like the 80s. and It had Pop Life on it. I think that's... And I think Raspberry Beret might have been on that album. But other than that, nothing else really got a lot of play. Right, but those are stoner. Those are those are what you would like to get yes, stoned. Yeah, I'm not the normal. I I mean, I can listen to like classic rock. I listen to Queen. I love that the Prophet song. I listen to B list yeah. or B side stuff a lot. What about you? What's the one album you have? One album to put on. So I, I'm very similar. Where I love a bunch of different things. My favorite thing to listen to when I'm stoned is '80s. Uh, kind of like techno-y kind of music, Depeche Mode, that kind of stuff. But if you were going to ask me what specific album, fucking Dr. Dre's The Chronic, that represents marijuana to me more than any other genre, any other th- piece of entertainment I've ever seen. That and we go together. It's the perfect album to listen to when you're high. Interesting. And we listened to it a fuck ton when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one with a number G thing? And Jen and Juice? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that was a, it was a good album. I don't. Here's the weird thing. So for me, I, I, when you said Jack a little pill, I was like, shit, I'd listen to that album. And if I'm high when I happen to do it, then yeah, that's even better. But I can't think of exactly my association with music. I have to be real honest. I like uh, Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon when I'm high. But that's also because. I fucking watched a thousand laser shows with that <laughs> happening on it, and the and the Wizard of Oz thing. I mean, so my association with music, I don't know what I like individually outside because it's always associated to a uh, visual thing for me at some point or another. Except at one point in my life, there was a weird point when I was in UNC in Greeley, and I met this guy named Ben, and Ben was like. Like a hippie that literally walked out of, I hate to use this phrase because Trump uses it all the time, but central casting. He was literally central casting hippie. He had long hair. He had like tennis shoes that he had drawn like a bunch of shit on. He was tall and skinny and a beard. And like he had like this cute bohemian wife who was also a nurse and everything. But he was like, hey, man, come over to my house and get high. And I was like, cool, man, we'll go over. And up to this point, getting high to me was like hanging out with my friends, playing some games, doing something. There's usually a television or something else involved. I get to Ben's house, man, no TV. No TV. He just wants to sit on the floor, get high, and listen to music. And he listens to the Beatles. Was he listening to records? 
No, he was no, on he CDs. Into CDs. He, he did move on to CDs. He did move on to CDs. But we listened to the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's, Lonely Hearts Club Band because it's so cliche. But I could listen to that whole album absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's an absolute, and it, it is super stony. Everybody smoked pot. Everybody smoked pot. But it was so it was crazy, man. It was like walking into like the professor in uh, uh, fucking uh, Animal House, like the uh, Donald Sutherland character in Animal House, who just like. Gets super stoned and just chills out. So, yeah, it was cool. That was a, it was a weird thing. And he had, like, articles from TV Guide. This was the ironic part. He had an article from TV Guide that says why TV is bad. And it was a pretty decent, it was an opinion piece and everything. I thought they didn't make bad arguments. But it's so weird that it was in a TV Guide because who else is going to... You're literally... That person cared enough about what was happening next week that they bought a guide to let them know what's on TV. <laughs> when are they going to get to that article at the very end who, you know... They played the odds. Like, eh, nobody's going to really Maybe that one much. person yeah. will do it. But everybody got a TV guide. It just happened. No, no, I'm talking about the TV, like the TV guide, like oh, not the weekly... Not yeah, well, not the weekly uh, one that you get in the newspaper... Literally the old school TV guy. So yeah, Ben was weird. That's where my association with music comes from. Um, I hate that the Beatles are associated with weed outside of a certain album or a certain set of songs because I think it overplays some of these songs because of that. I feel that way about Dave Matthews as well. There are some things that I think are really related to college that I'm like, as soon as somebody else discovers them, you're like, ah. Now you're going to tell me it's the greatest thing ever forever, and then you won't care in nine years. So this is a cool. Um, my mom was saying that like one of her favorite albums to listen to when she was high was The Wide Open by The Beatles. But in her generation, that shit just came out. Right. And it was like their minds were exploding, and they were associating that with weed. And so like you're saying that, like, yeah, we're getting to trust The Wide Open, but... You know, being able to listen to some of these albums as they actually came out. I mean, yeah. that, that sounds incredible. That was a cool story. And another thing, my dad also loves Dark Side of the Moon with Pink Floyd. <laughs> you and him are a lot alike. You should hang out more. See? Well, there you go. <laughs> and he smokes weed, so. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I loved, I loved Dark Side of the Moon because of a laser light show. It really is. I love, I got to tell another story because it's a great <laughs> thing about getting stoned. So, I used to, I used to work at, uh. Pizza, and I used to work with this guy. I'm going to give a last name because whatever. If he finds it, I'll be impressed. If you're one of the 100 listeners, I'm sorry I said your whole name. But he, um, he his name was Steve Rohack. So we got super stoned, me and my buddy Kathy and my buddy Chris Burns and Steve Rohack. And we, uh, yeah, those are all the names. Everybody, <laughs> I'm sorry if you're a professional right now and your boss, for some reason, is one of the hundred people that have liked our page. My bad. Um, so we got stoned and went to see Pink Floyd, The Dark Side of the Moon, at the Planetarium at the Denver Museum. But Chris and Kathy and I all changed, or at least, like, threw on a T-shirt over our work stuff. We were all managers, so we had, like, uniforms and a name tag. Steve did not. And so, like, we're walking in there. We all took different cars. So we get in there, and, like, Steve's super blazed. And we walk up to him, and he's in his Pizza Hut shirt with his name tag and everything. And so, like, we're like, Rohack. Rohack, man. And he's like, hey, man, what's up? Are you ready to see the show? And we're like, yeah, it's going to be cool. And we're like, but, dude, why are you wearing your shirt? 
I'm like, Rolak, that's crazy. You have your name tag. Now everybody knows your name. And he looks around and he goes, yeah. And now they all know my last name, too, because that's why we called him by his last name all the time. <laughs> so that was so funny. It, it sounded much funnier before I told him. <laughs> and it will sound so much better when you listen to it tomorrow. You're like, oh, that is a great story. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, James I'm told that story. I better listening to that story, though. <laughs> right, Rolak. right. Uh, so my question, I'll, I'll have an actual question. Sure. So getting back to the uh, music thing, what type of music do you think more associates with weed? Do you think it's rock, rap, R&B, hip-hop? I, 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 okay, I would say, in my personal opinion, rap to a certain point is about weed, you know what I mean? Or that genre where you're, there's a lot of discussion of weed, but not the same kind about getting high. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you go to classic rock, I think the difference between, you know, talking about smoking blunts and having to be figurative about them through words mm -hmm. tells two different stories. You know what I mean? So I feel like music nowadays, they get to say it, you know, so they get to be right out there and say it. So to me... That is about, that's that's about the weed. But old classic rock is about getting high. I think there's a point where they were allowed to say it more. They pushed the envelope, pushed the envelope, and then, you know, all the old white people died, and they were like, fuck it, whatever. Say whatever you want about weed, you know, and that's, uh, that's where the transition goes. So I would say old classic rock is definitely more what I think about music about getting high. I do too, but that's because my parents were musicians in the 70s and 80s and potheads, so I think I smell weed and I think of that. You know, the basement was like a recording studio and practice area, so there was a lot of weed smoking going on down there. It always smelled like that, and I always heard them practicing. So definitely like, and it was, um, I mean, there were also phases in their lives where they had to be cover bands, and they did like 80s top 40, so, you know, they did a lot of like... Cindy Lauper and stuff too, uh -huh. <laughs> but the weed smoke. I think of classic rock, like seventies. Yeah, what do you think? Are you are you? But are you... for the rap thing, just to say, there, I think there's a, a distinction between talking about weed specifically in rap and um, experiences while listening to something after having smoked weed. And an example, like Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. If right. you listen to that from beginning to end. Like, it, each song transitions in and out, and it breaks into, like, stories. There's characters throughout each song that are consistent. That's a different... I mean, it's not a laser show. No, it's not. But, but it's it could be a laser show. It could be a laser show. Maybe. I, I like the way that it's kind of... It's, it's more poetic. To Butterfly is probably one of the more creative albums that's come out in, in a that time. Uh, long time. yeah. Because like, I feel like... I used to love rap. I loved rap and pop and everything. I've always... I'm not, like, country, classical. I was in a choir. I sang classical. I love Broadway. Everything. I listened to this lady called Yima Sumac. She's from Peru. I want to tell you about her because she's got an interesting story. But um, back to rap, I feel like around the late 90s, it became nothing but everything that they have. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And all the nice cars and everything, and it created a bigger. We are we are already a consumer society, and I don't want to get too like philosophical or anything. But I just feel like that it went the wrong direction for me. I was like, well, that was fun, but I think I'm getting off here. And then I was kind of lost. So I listened to a lot of old stuff for a long time, but 
I felt like that kind of brought me back to it. There's a couple other people. I'll think of them, I hope. But you and Sumac. No, you go ahead. Sorry. Okay. You and Sumac is, I believe she's from Peru. And she was like, you know, indigenous to Peru. And she, she, um, she was just kind of discovered in this little town. And she was like the 30s. And she has this amazing like eight or nine octave range. Like it's one of the largest ranges ever recorded in human history and she lived to be like 95 or 100 my mom actually saw her perform I think twice but she did these like kind of I mean she'd do like like jazzy latin swing you know the 30s were like a lot of mambo and stuff but she just used these extreme ranges of voice. And sometimes I will get stoned and listen to that because I really, really appreciate it. It's it's different. That goes to people who appreciate music. Like I said, yeah. you guys are going to be in a different level than I am on that. What about you? Where Where's your where's your weed? What's the, what is it? Rap? What, uh, so, pop, hip-hop? I more associate weed with hip-hop. My parents, you know, they didn't have the hip-hop and stuff, and so they associate weed with, like, the Eagles and... Um, Bands like that, Bob Seger and shit like that. Whereas my first association with weed was The Chronic. It was Bone Thugs and Harmony. It was fucking Snoop Dogg. And they're all talking about weed. Yeah. And this is the, you know, this is a, a weed brain thinking, but look, imagine how many people listened to those albums from like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. They were massive. Right. A bunch of white kids like us right. were listening to it. And they grew up, and they're the ones that are in power now. So they're the ones that are like, weed's not so bad. Dr. Dre fucking smoked weed. So I'm, you know, they're the people investing in weed right now. They're the ones working on the laws. It's the same people who, like us who listen to Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, and they're like, yeah, fucking weed is the shit. Yeah, those people, yeah, that's, they, that's funny because that means, like, in, like, 70 years, like, a Dr. Dre poster is going to be critiqued on Antique Roadshow. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is a Dr. Dre poster from 1989. It's in excellent condition. They're like, my grandma had it, and uh, she passed it on to my mom, and, and then I got it. I just want to see what it's worth. Well, what do you think it's worth? Well, I don't know, maybe a hundred. They're like, this is worth $30,000. <laughs> Which, with inflation, is probably like a hundred bucks. Right. So that's the thing. Right, he gets really right. pissed and walks off stage. So, but yeah, all the weird things that are going to... Music... So our parents, as their music transcends... In, as they get older and they, you know... As they get older, their music, we look at fondly. Will our kids have the same reflection? They're like, oh, man, do you remember that music that Dad used to play all the time? Like N.W.A. or Nirvana or... Do you think, do you think our kids have, will have the same appreciation for our music as we do necessarily for our parents' generation? Uh, well, my experience is really just with my kid, right? And we play a lot of different things, but like my thing is '80s music, right? Like old school Depeche Mode, Cure, '80s music, and that's what I really love. And my kid has grown up with it, and so now he's that's what he listens to. He listens to. Depeche Mode. He said his favorite band in the whole wide world is Erasure. But before that, his favorite singer was Cat Stevens. Before that, his favorite band was Queen. So I know you guys do the same thing with your kids, where you're like, we're surrounding him with a lot of different stuff for him to figure out what he enjoys. And he just gravitates to 
the cream of the crop. You know, they've lasted. These songs have lasted this long right. because they're so good. So he resonates with that as well. So what are the songs that are like, what is the weed? What is the group, the band? Like I said, I have my problems with um, Dave Matthews. And I do have a little bit of problems with the Beatles. What is the group or band that gets associated with weed sometimes where you're like, why? Like, is there anybody who's like, I like to get high and listen to some... What's the band that fish. is... Fish. Okay. Which is crazy because... I think here, that's even an uncontroversial opinion. <laughs> right. And like less than 10 miles from here, there are fish fans... Right now. ...loading the Dick's Sporting Goods Stadium. It's, and they're going to be there for three days. Yeah. This is yeah. a crazy thing. People who love fish fucking love fish. I cannot tell you if I could name a fish song. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard of fish. I've never. I and that's like the Grateful Dead. Like, I could yeah. not tell you a Grateful Dead song. And that was, they're like hugely popular. Right. And the same goes like String Cheese Incident. Now they're a fish type band. I don't know, but they're massively popular. Right. Grateful Dead is more weird because they've had the longevity of people. People will wear a Grateful Dead shirt and never have heard a Grateful Dead song. Yeah, because they have cool designs. Yeah. It was just, just tie dye. It's, it's tie dye. Yeah. And, you know. People love tie-dye, especially because when you're young, that's when you, like, get to tell other people that you smoke weed. Like, oh, you wear tie-dye and weird colored glasses. I wore my share of weird colored glasses. Yeah, like yellow or blue lenses. Right. Like I was John Lennon. Sayhives, isn't that what they're called? I think we called them that. Never mind. I'm from a different state. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I've been to a couple of Dave Matthews Band concerts. I like Dave Matthews, but I'm a casual fan. And there are people that these Dave Matthews concerts that are as devoted as Fish fans. Everybody there was either 50 years old and high or 50 years, 50 years old and high. <laughs> I mean, like, the old people, there's a bunch of young people, but everybody's fucking smoking weed at these concerts. So sure. his, his is a well-earned reputation because his people are fucking high shit. I will say something about the Dave Matthews band. Um, my dad is... I mean, again, he's a music teacher. He's been playing music since he was 12 years old. Almost any instrument you throw in front of him, even if he's never played it, he'll figure it out very quickly. Like, he's very naturally talented. And anyway, sorry. He um, he was... Somebody played the Dave Matthews album, the first one that came out, and he just kept... He loved it instantly. And he said that the reason is because the drummer is just spot on and clean and perfect. Yeah, that drummer is pretty sick. And I don't know his name. I, he's fucking talented. I don't mind the songs at all and I trust his judgment. So I do listen. I'm a casual fan. Yeah, I know like the popular songs. Yeah, like Crash Into Me. Yeah. So he, when he comes, he usually plays two nights and I'm sure we have uh, Dave Matthews Band uh, fans listening to us because this is a weed podcast and you guys smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> so he plays two nights one is for like the hardcore Dave Matthews band fan and then the other one's for the casual fan like me and I've gone to three of his shows and two out of the three times I hit I went to the show that was for the hardcore Dave Matthews band so I'm sitting there and like this is really good but I don't know a fucking thing that they're playing whatsoever right. but every minute people are like losing their minds when they're playing he's like playing a song they're like Oh my god, this is amazing. It's that B-side shit that you're talking yeah. about. It's yeah. the B-side. Here's the thing. I'll, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. I just something else that popped up. Um, I will listen to Ben Harper. I don't know if anybody's familiar with him. He's kind of folk slash reggae-ish. Um, I actually first heard him at a reggae, uh, reggae on the River, which is like a festival in Northern California. 
and um, he's just he's got some really interesting like he combines folk and reggae somehow almost it's good and I thought about um, Hendrix because he's kind of a classic stoner guy right, yeah you know definitely and he died of drugs so yeah yeah so, so, so he gets you know a shout out for sure so I think reggae is like the most overplayed weed trope like everybody like if you think weed you're like Bob Marley fucking reggae and it's so repetitive like I try to like reggae and not like some Bob Marley stuff but I can't really do much reggae Doesn't I'm a casual reggae fan I agree a little bit it's I have the same problem with like techno and oh my god that. I've bit been to more reggae things. concerts than I have Dave Matthews band's concerts so I've been to me- oh no I've been to reggae concerts but so no. quick story at Dave Matthews Band, Snoop Dogg opened for him, and I guarantee you, I was the only person at that show that had seen Snoop Dogg more than they had seen Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> that's crazy. Snoop Dogg is fucking bombish. You know who's... Yeah, that sounds... I like Parrotheads. Parrotheads are cool. Parrotheads... I wish I had gone Jimmy to a Buffett, Buffett con- uh, concert. Yeah, like, oh. for that one, like, that kind of weird loyalty, because they put something stupid on. You know what? I'd be fine if Dave Matthews Band's always had to put something stupid on to represent that they're Dave Matthews band because I'm like you're 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 a serious fan now. Parrotheads, they they have sharks. You know, they have they have their fins. So the adult version of Parrotheads are the fucking Guar kids. Have you ever seen a Guar show? Yes. I, my cousin lied to me. Well I didn't lie, just withheld information about what that was. Like I said I am not a metal fan or I was not at that time and so I did not know what to expect at and I went to a show having heard nothing. Yeah, so for you uh, 100 listeners, uh, Guar Show, if you haven't been to a Guar Show, it's these dudes in big fucking costumes, and everybody who knows them wears white t-shirts because for 45 minutes, they're cutting people's heads off, they're chainsawing popes in half. There's blood spraying. There's blood spraying all over, blood, alien cum, shit, like spraying the crowd, and the fun is... Hearing this fucking fast music and then getting sprayed with fake blood and then when you go home you uh, wash it into your bathtub and it stains your bathtub for like three days as you're trying to get all that fake blood and shit out. Greatest fucking show of all time. See to my ears. is cool as fuck. <laughs> my ears. That sounds like going to the worst Gallagher show ever. <laughs> That's literally. You describe that. I'm like, what could make Gallagher worse? Oh yeah, alien come <laughs> and loud music. You know. No, he's not exaggerating though. I can vouch for this for some unknown godforsaken reason. Somebody bought it. I mean, I didn't hate it. Well, I didn't expect it. You gotta give me that. You know. So I was like, huh. I think war shows are fucking fun as shit. But um, I went to a Primus show one time. Primus and I is cool as fuck too. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, going to metal shows high is a lot different than. Being like listening to metal through like a CD because yeah. there's a whole experience. It's a whole atmosphere. Like the the mosh pits and shit is loud. The fucking basses are thumping and shit. Um, people are moving around. I mean, a metal show is a real fucking experience, and that's one yeah. of the things I love most about metal is the shows. And everybody there is so like you know, there's fights because like people get too drunk and shit. But mostly everybody goes there and they're like high five each other, fucking like. Uh, like it's a little community because it's a small band of people and you see the same people go from show to show right and Denver is a hot spot for metal so we get all the best metal bands here uh, the Summit Music Hall uh, they have, they're a great metal um, venue and so all the big bands go there and it's 
It's a really great time. I'll fuck if you want to go. I'm going to a, a show in December. I'd love to take you to go see it. Oh man, what Grar show? No, it's a <laughs> band called uh, Emure. Um, after the burial and as I lay dying is the headliner and great fucking bands all three. If I do that, we're gonna have to record that because to me, none of that, none of those words made sense. I mean, the <laughs> I will buy you a ticket. All right, I'll go. I'll go. See All that. right, you have it on record, people. Right now, it's on there. Um, so crazy. I see. I knew I was gonna be secondary when it came to music here. I knew you guys would step up for it, which is good. Which is good. Which is what we wanted. Um, no, all very interesting things. I really. Uh, I think music is connected to weed in, in such a profound way, even if it's like where mine is, where it's visual, but you guys, I mean, uh, I like me, I like a show, like probably calmer music. Like I used to like the drum circle when I lived in Los Angeles. The drum circle was cool. It was just bass. It was just being beat, beat, beat on a drum. And people just always give me weed. Like this literally happens everywhere, Dave. It's like, if somebody's smoking weed and they shouldn't be and I just stand next to them, <laughs> they just, they're like, here, this guy clearly wants weed. And I'm not even wearing a reggae hat or anything. <laughs> not even, I don't even need those little sunglasses. I just do. People love to give me weed and so I love did, saying yes to it. When you were a delivery driver at Pizza Hut, or when you did deliveries at Pizza Hut, didn't you uh, get high with some of the people you're delivering to? Sure. Sure. People, they always thought that was funny. <laughs> they thought it was a great idea. They're like, oh, we're going to answer the door with the weed and freak out the delivery guy and then we're gonna laugh and be like do you want a hit and I was like yes and they're <laughs> like, like well oh, and, and weed wasn't legal to the, it wasn't legal at all so they didn't have a lot of weed you gotta go see a dealer you gotta wake up in the middle of the night or drive somewhere to get so they were kind of joking thinking I'd say no but I always said yes. I was like, yes, of you course. You shouldn't just smoke random joints from people you I don't know. know. I know. You end up like smoking from Friday. Especially yes. back when people bought weed from drug dealers. Yes. I'm so, do you remember our drug dealer used to drive a old cop car? I thought that was the stupidest idea. If you're a drug dealer and you buy an old cop car yeah. that you don't know is an old cop car, you're like, that's bad for business. That's not a very good business decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had the worst weed dealer ever. I think weed deals were always super shady, and it was everybody was always more freaked out about it than really ever should be because I don't think any of the cops cared on a lot of those weed deals. I think there were no cops states, around. Yeah. I think in most states where it, wherever it was like really common, and right. I, I you know I can't speak for every region all the time, but like in California, it was very common my whole life. Everybody, I think. I'm still blown away at the fact that. In our lifetime, we've gone to having to meet a dude at a, on a dark intersection to get, you know, shitty weed to right. we can go down the street 10 minutes and we can have a whole fucking shelf of weed specifically grown for any kind of thing you want to do. Um, fucking huge ass strains with all sorts of weird names. And then you can pay with your credit card and they give you a thumbs up and you go home and you get high and record a fucking podcast. Like, we have come so far in just, in our lifetime, in our generation, I think, you know, this is a great time to be alive again. I, I, I think I think it will be, it's, it's on a lot of ballots in a lot of states. I think it's going to cross a little slower. You, the funny thing is, people always talk about because the information uh, technology, things move faster. But really, Prohibition ended in like two years. When they started to fight it, when they started to turn around Prohibition... It ended in like two years. 
marijuana is taking longer, and it's weird because you would think that, oh, but we're more connected, but no, it just takes longer. But I think in the next 10 years, you will be able to travel state lines with marijuana because for the most part, everybody west of Colorado outside of Utah, you can get high in, you know, yeah. maybe not Idaho, I don't know. Well, but I would never go to Idaho. You know, this country is so divided. Like, we are not... Sorry, Idaho. That's right. Idaho's all right. They, uh, they're fun. I know. I think they're pretty dry there because they're Mormons. They're a Mormon, considered a Mormon. That's not a shame. Oh, Idaho They're considered a Mormon state. Um, but I forgot what I was going to say. Utah presses that shit. Yeah. I had no idea that Idaho was considered a Mormon shit or a Mormon state. And that's because Utah controls all the information. They're like, no, we're the Mormon state. They're like, fuck you, Idaho. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Some great potatoes, and they had, it's the home of Napoleon Dynamite. So, mm-hmm. which is also we're not talking about movies, but you talk about a great movie to watch in your highest fucking Napoleon Dynamite. Love that fucking movie. It's so oh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was not good the first time I saw it. It was much it better. Grows than, it does. You don't know why because you feel like a connection with people who also have seen the movie, and you say stupid lines, but then they laugh about it. You're like, oh, I was supposed to laugh at that part. <laughs> And then it's just muscle. It's a liger. It's a liger. It's illegal. It's probably my favorite in Idaho. It's illegal. Yeah. I didn't know Idaho was a Mormon state. The more you know. We learn something new every day. Well, so that's pretty much it for another good show. So when we start talking about Idaho, that kind of is like the death nail on the show. We're scrounging for Idaho. Right, right. Idaho was the final. Roll on that thing. We have a couple people that I've been talking to that we're going to try to get in in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to see what we can get done before I head out to Vegas, which has legal weed. Dave? Uh, I was going to say that uh, uh, the, the person who designed our logo is actually from Idaho, so thank you for doing that. So we love Idaho. I'm so mean to everybody. I did that first thing <laughs> on the first show about uh, uh, Rocky Road, and now I'm attacking the logo designs home state. I'm sorry, everybody. Don't listen to me. Nancy, anything interesting to finish off the night? No. No pressure? Thanks for having me again, and uh, talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Like and subscribe. Uh, We have a... um, We're going to do a whole bunch of that shit that you do at the end of a show where we tell you everything that we need to do. So, I'm just going to hit Dave with some questions, and he's going to answer them. They're not going to be as exciting as I'm making it sound. What about the speed round? I was really anticipating speed round. I, I, I did not prepare for a speed round, and I'm too high to even make up questions. What was it was going to be a speed round about, like, what, did you, what was your plan? What did you think it would be about? Because I might be able to do it. I have no idea. Oh, you? I was, how were I you was, prepared for a speed round that you had no idea what I was going to talk about? I thought you were going to talk about, like, best music. <laughs> Oh, best music? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so Tool, for the first time in 13 years, put out a brand new album, Fear Inoculum. I've been listening to it all day, and it's amazing. Nice. So if you're a Tool fan, go and uh, listen to that shit. There. That was my speed round. That was, your, that, that was good. That was a good speed round. Okay. <laughs> Well, Alright, Nancy's giving us the sign it's time to go. I yeah, think we're I done. Think, I think that <laughs> right, it's kind of, kind of winding up at the end. Well, so we have a Twitter, and it is... Uh, the... Oh, see, I, that's not in your notes. <laughs> no, that one's not in your notes. I set that one up before, like, after I wrote these notes. You had so, answers to a speed round that I wasn't even prepared for. James, <laughs> mhpc at gmail.com. The Mile High Podcast at gmail.com. 
Um, those are our emails. Those our are Twitter. emails. Are at High Podcast is our Twitter handle. At, at High, High Podcast. It's like pretty cool. H I G H. H I G H Podcast. P O T C A C. We have one follower, so that's pretty cool. Right. That's one more than we had yesterday. Ninety-nine uh, less than on the Facebook page, but that's all right. Yeah, go to the Facebook page. James is uh, doing a great job of helping me with that because he posts a lot more interesting shit than I do. But if you have comments, you know, put it on the Facebook page, email us at themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, once again, James, M-H-P-C at gmail.com. I am Redbeard at milehighpodcast.com because I'm a selfish prick. See, I'm super high. I'm getting all confused. And that's why you like the Facebook page because we'll have all that information available there. Um, realistically, yeah, go go check it out. Dave, always, Dave, Dave and I always put stuff up there. We love when people comment. On things because then you get a shout out, you know, like Dish Anthony and Sean. They got some shout outs out there, so <laughs> don't you want to be like Dish Anthony and Sean? Comment on us, and I also have it hooked up to the messenger. So if you want to like weirdly send me messages, I guess you could do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what people do. So yeah, this is all kind of new to us. We're learning as we go. So just be cool with us. We're cool people, so don't like you know shit on us. Enjoy our show. It's all free anyway, so thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be here next week. We will do, uh, I'm sure we'll have something to talk about. We'll talk about that Terminator trailer, which was pretty cool. Terminator next trailer week. looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, there'll be, there'll be some stuff to talk about. So uh, I want to talk about um, you know some of the cool shows that have been put up on like Prime and Netflix recently, like Stranger Things and The Boys. I think we can get a good episode of just talking about some of these Netflix shows. I have a lot of people that are really pushing The Boys. I mean, it was something that I was interested in seeing. All right, we'll watch. That's your homework this week. Oh. Uh What about Stranger Things? I'd rather see Stranger Things season three. Uh, I haven't finished season two. go for it. You have to finish season two. I know. Just watch the first episode of The Boys, and you can watch all of Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah, I can watch the first episode of The Boys, I guess. All right, see, right. the next week's show sounds interesting as fuck, everyone, so <laughs> tune in to us. cliffhanger. Right. Same time, I guess. I don't know. Sunday-ish. Yeah, sometime. It'll be uploaded soon. So. Yeah, well, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and on Spotify. And if you want to give us money, please give us money. You know, just email us and say, hey, I want to give you money. Do you, have a, yeah. do you have a process for them to do that? Yes, I'm coming up with that right now because it hasn't happened yet. So so the process is email me. Um, <laughs> I'll say yes. Give me as much money as you can. No, we're, I like how you ask for money with absolutely no process set up for that. But, I mean... I mean, good, Venmo, good. PayPal, something. We'll yeah, take we will, your money. If you say, want to give us money, we'll find see, I'm, like it. I guess I'm new to this. I'm learning as we go. So now I know. I'm going to put it on my agenda. Set up PayPal. Uh, all right. And uh, that way, I'll set it up. And that's a really exciting way to end the show. Email yeah. Dave to be put on the distribution list for when he announces the new uh, pay page. Yeah. 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 And if anybody knows how to do that, then you can do that for me. But you have to work for free. So, thank you. It's kind of foreshadowing out here before we leave. Uh, the question that you need to ask yourself, because very possibly sometime in the next year, you will find out the answer to this. Who is Larry Tinkle? That's going to be the uh, interesting thing. I don't know if either of the people sitting next to me have any idea who I'm talking about, which is great because I'm not going to tell them. So, uh, thank you for listening to the Wild Eye Podcast. I have no idea what just happened. Oh, it's great. We went Larry Tinkle. Larry Tinkle is... Larry uh, Tinkle. Larry Tinkle. Larry Tinkle is... Uh, 
I know he's going to hear this, and he's going to be very excited that he was mentioned. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Is there a friend from Minnesota? I, I cannot confirm or deny anything about that. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we have some really good weed this time. I yeah. think uh, one thing that you will not understand is there's usually a fan on in this room, but it messes with the mic. So it's the great kind of baked type weed because it's just, there's no air in this room. It's <laughs> just three cloud. people oh. and a microphone. So, um, but ladies and gentlemen, it's always a, a pleasure to be here. And uh, we will see you next week at some point. We're taking a picture. That'll be on the page. We don't, yeah, we don't, haven't taken any pictures of us. Uh, all right. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. That ending was not as good as the other endings. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Mile High Podcast. Please contact us at stuffwemessup at milehighpodcast.net. And as always, good night and pleasant dreams. I like that. Perfect. <laughs>